I can tell you about the why I don't ever press the send button anymore. So one of my very first jobs in, in email, I was working for a, a nonprofit agency. So an agency that, that works with nonprofits. And it was Giving Tuesday, which is like the day. Like they're, they're, they're Cyber Monday, right? That's, right, uh, yeah, yeah. The day after, and, right. Yeah, so there was a you know multiple email campaign around Giving Tuesday. And I sent the first one, what it, or what I thought was I sent it. And I continued to send you know, all three of them. And none of, no emails went out at all. I just, yeah. And that's why I never send, you know, push the send button ever anymore. Uh, they because, caught it though? I mean, like nothing really no, terrible happened. Like. No, they didn't catch it. Oh, they didn't catch it. They didn't catch so it. So no emails went out that day. No emails went out for that poor oh, charity. Man. That reminds me of a story. I have a story also similar. Like uh, the company I was working for was acquired. So we used to be like the fast paced startup, you know, send out emails, no problem, blah, blah, blah. But then we were acquired so that everything had to be very official, you know, like processes. That first Black Friday, we started oh. Black Friday on Thursday. We had to wait till we got some kind of number from them to put on the email. And then we forgot to schedule the Black Friday email on Friday. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so the whole Friday went out and no email went out on Black Friday. Uh, uh, we sent out the Thursday email, but whatever, they're kind of understanding. Like, yeah, you oh, made well, us nuts and nice. we went to sleep, you know, like I left the office on Thursday. Like, I don't remember what time, we was just sitting like waiting for a POS or something. But um, yeah, so I know what, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't even know how much money I, I cost those, those poor people. So oh, I, yeah. I just never do it anymore. I mean, I will do it in the very, like, if it's only like a hundred people that I'm sending to or something like that. But yeah, just ever since, just been like, code is where, is where I'm, I excel. Pushing buttons, no. Today in Inboxing, founder of Emails Y'all, and Tomlin. And welcome back to another episode of Inboxing. And Inboxing is brought to you by the great people at OnGage. OnGage is the email marketing platform that really lets you segment almost any way you want to. What's really amazing about OnGage is that in terms of deliverability, you can connect it to many different SMTPs and see what's working best and direct the traffic where you'll get delivered. So that's enough about them, but let's talk about today's guest. Today's guest is working working in email for a long time. She's an email coder extraordinaire. I just got you know, I just got the southern roots. Uh, emails, y'all, um, is her brand, and uh, she owns it, and that's her. And we're really happy to have her. So without any further ado, please welcome Anne Tomlin. Hello. Anne. <laughs> Welcome to Inboxing. Uh, Thank you for having me. For sure. It's great, great having you. And I'm really looking forward to our discussion. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how did you get you know involved in email? Yeah, I am. Well, I started out as a classics major. So I studied Latin and Greek for a uh, very long time while I was in, in college and high school. And uh, there's not very many uh, openings for classicists. So uh, I started learning uh, web development because uh, my brother had a web development company. And so he was teaching me and got a job 
in, in web development. And then somebody asked me to do an email and I fell in love with it immediately, which is very different than everybody else. <laughs> but, uh, it, I did, I fell in love with it immediately. It was just, it made more sense to me than web development. It just, I loved the challenge of it. So yeah, and I mean, like, th there was nobody else at the at place I was working that was willing to try <laughs> to do an email. So, but yeah, I did it. It worked really well. You know, the email that I, I made, it got a lot of engagement. So, I mean, it was kind of like mm -hmm. boom from the start. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I know exactly what you mean, because it becomes like a superpower. It's like, oh, no, email, web developers. No, back away. Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, yeah, I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Hand it over. Give me that PSD. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I went uh, freelance completely, you know, by myself. I started emails, y'all, five years ago. And uh, yeah, I've been on my own since. And uh, one of the awesome things is uh, I have never had to like advertise. I get enough word of mouth. That's but I have awesome. a lot of clients. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's amazing, really. Because, uh, I mean, I could tell you from my own person, I looked at, you know, I, I loved your site, you know, like when I was going out on my own. So my first thought was like, oh, yeah, I could do this. But then I found like most companies don't, you know, they don't care if you could build an email from scratch. They're happy to use in the WYSIWYGs and, you know, especially smaller brands, like they just don't, yeah. they can't appreciate it. <laughs> like yeah. I've made so many beautiful emails for like such pennies, you know, like. And it just wasn't Same. worth it for me. And like now, so now I'm I'm really using, you know, much more like Clavio drop and drag and drop. But yeah, once in a while, you know, you get, you know, it comes back and and, I, and the puzzle of it. So let's get into that. So what do you yeah. love about it specifically? Like what, do you, what, what, you know, what's the challenge of it that, that really, you know, tickles you, I guess? I mean, there's, you're right. It is the the challenge of creating an email that that I love so much. It's kind of like, I would say that because there are so many, I think it's like 40,000, you know, possible renderings of, of an email, as opposed to just the three for web <laughs> development. I don't know why that makes me happy, but it does. <laughs> it's like, it's, a, it's like a real sense of accomplishment when you, uh, you know, when you code something, uh, you know, code an email and it works perfectly like the first time. And, you know, it looks great in all the outlooks and, and uh, you know, looks perfect in whatever weird random thing, you know, somebody is using. So, yeah, I just, I love the feeling of that. And, you know, the fact that, yeah, about the, the exclusivity of the club is also very nice. <laughs> People think you're a wizard if you can, uh -huh. uh, can uh, do, you know, if you can code an email really well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, that's uh, the email wizard is uh, what's her name? Nicole Merlin. Yes. Right. That's her. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And actually that's uh, her. Yeah. Her article on future proof emails is what kind of also got me into doing email as well as I guess I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. That was a game changer. Yes. You know, yeah, like perfect. it was like, yeah, like Gmail was like the bane you know, compared like, like it was like on par with Outlook. It's like, oh, Gmail I'm, won't do media queries. Like we're stuck uh, with Gmail. Like, what I are we so gonna do about remember it? that. <laughs> and then someone had a solution and it was the Cole Merlin and it was like, oh, and she just gave us the tutorial and it was fantastic. Yeah. And really that was my start. That's how yeah. I got started with it. Because until then, you know, like we were downloading these like templates from like Envato 
which just scared the hell out of you. <laughs> you know, like, cause, <laughs> you know, it's giant boilerplate CSS, like all, you know, tables and tables and what is anything doing? You have no idea. And then like, if you don't, I know one tells you this, or maybe they do, but no one's reading the documentation, but like you try to put in your picture, you know, like it just, at the end of the day, your email looks nothing like what you bought <laughs> and you're just frustrated with it. Right. So I got frustrated as like in the email team, I wanted to be able to code the email and like I have a background in computer science. So I felt like I should be able to do this. But that tutorial like really got me started. Like that was, I'll take our template and I'll build it in this hybrid solution thing. Right. And uh, that was, there was no looking back after that. And then it was just like learning CSS and off to the races. Oh, awesome. I started early 2010, 20, you know, 12, whatever, um, that I started doing email. So I started out just doing regular tables, re- responsive tables. But yeah, as soon as in and finding Gmail in, you know, that what at the time that they didn't have uh, respect media queries. And yeah, that Nicole Merlin, you know, tutorial, man, I think. And, and you know what? I don't think we're the only two. I know a lot of people who really that was, like you said, a game changer. That that particular. Yeah, she did such a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've met her in the email Slack channel. Uh-huh. Like she's responsive. And I was like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We're not worthy. Nicole, We're not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So what do you think are the biggest opportunities in custom coding that aren't available in the WYSIWYG editors? So mainly I think the what I see the most with that is complicated layouts. So there are some clients out there that really, you know, feel like they really need like a complicated layout to get all of the information that they need to their audience. So that may be nesting a ton of tables, you know, because you've got things side by side in every little you know square inch of the email. And that kind of a layout is very difficult to do with a an ESP. So, and also because of the code bloat that you will get with, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean ESP, I meant WYSIWYG, sorry. But yeah, you you can't really do that sort of thing with a WYSIWYG editor. And if you do try, then you get a lot of code bloat. Uh, right, and- it's amazing how much code bloat, like even, you know, I mean, like I mentioned, I use Clavio's editor sometimes. And but they, I, any editor that lets you look at this HTML, like that's fine. <laughs> you know, I can't yeah. stand when you have no control. It's like ah, it's like hitting a brick wall. But yeah. yeah, at least they let you see what just happened, and you see it's like you wrote a little text, and it's like span, 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 p, yeah. p, p. <laughs> it's like what happened? I just you know but, exactly. Um, yeah, so, so having that skill is important. <laughs> yeah, WYSIWYGs are great for you know for uh, one column, two column layout, but there are just some people out there that really need a, a more you know complicated layout and that's where that's where I think I come in also some WYSIWYGs are not really set up for accessibility very well so they don't either don't have the meta tags that are necessary or you know the language declaration etc they don't have you know role presentation on the on the tables and a whole bunch of other you know, uh, code <laughs> stuff regarding, you know, accessibility, but some of them just don't have it. And I'm kind of like really into accessibility, trying to get my emails to be consumed by everybody, you know, regardless of, 
of what their situation. So do you listen um, to your emails. Like, do you play your emails back? In uh, I have. Yes, I yeah. don't do it very often, but yes, I have. <laughs> and then you usually go, oh my goodness, <laughs> wait, let me slow that down. But yeah, and also dark mode doesn't seem to be something that a lot of WYSIWYGs yeah, are dealing with today. So I think, you know, that would be something that they might want to do in the future. But for right now, if you want to be able to control your dark mode and want to make those changes with the code and not have to like change your design, then you really need to be able to get into the code and do a a dark mode media query. Some WYSIWYGs just don't allow that. Right. Now they're not, they're not, yeah. I mean, that's why, I mean, if you know, like I interviewed Dimitri Cordenda, I can't say his last name. <laughs> I mean, it's not so hard. I just don't remember what it is exactly. Yeah. Kudrenko, whatever, something like that. Anyway, you a guy from Stripo. So what I like about Stripo is really you could actually build the email with their editor and see the HTML and edit the HTML and just go back and forth. So yeah. it's like kind of the best, wor- I think it's like the best option for like a coder slash developer. Like you could code it and... Well, actually, we can get into that. Like, what do you, what do you like to code on? Like, do you use like Parcel or Litmus Builder or Dreamweaver? Yeah, right now I'm using Litmus Builder and Parcel, kind of like you know, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I just some things are easier to code in Parcel, some things are easier to code in in Litmus Builder. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean because I'm also between Litmus Builder and Parcel, and yeah, Parcel actually like. You know, Avi, I had Avi on like two episodes ago, Avi yeah. Goldman, who's uh, the CEO, founder of Parcel. And he actually helped me like develop like these modules to pull like site data in to the module. Like, yeah, to make like building like an email really, really quick and easy. Yeah, and the company I was working with, their lead coder guy was just like kind of annoyed by the whole thing. He's like, what? What are you doing? Not following the process we showed you? Like, no, I don't <laughs> want to sit and copy paste like 10, 10 product titles and, and all that stuff. It's just it's crazy. So yeah, Avi is amazing. And Parcel is not in beta anymore. So everyone yes. can go check. Yeah, it's live. All, all coders. <laughs> yeah, go check out Parcel. Absolutely. Parcel.io. <laughs> <laughs> Or, use yeah. par- it's use parcel, use, right? Sorry, sorry. Yes, you're right. It's use parcel.io. Yeah. Use parcel. Yeah. Parcel is probably too expensive. But um, <laughs> All right. What are your, you meant, I saw on your site, you like mentioned you work with like all the ESPs. You write an exact target. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Date yourself a little bit. But um, yeah. So what are your, fa- like, what are your favorite ESPs to work with? Are, are you not even working with ESPs? You're mostly just like delivering the HTML. Most of the time I do work, you know, within ESPs. So my usual thing with when I'm dealing with clients is like code the thing and then put it in their ESP, send a test message to make sure that it is working, you know, and and all they have to do at that point is just, you know, click the, you know, click the send button. So I just wanted to set them up like that. But uh, some ESPs that I like are, yes, uh, Salesforce, Marketing Cloud and SendGrid. Uh, those happen to be my my favorite too, but that's because they don't mess with my code. Uh, they <laughs> they just keep my code the way it is and exactly. um, don't right. strip anything or add anything or things like that. So those are my favorites. There are a lot of ESPs that do stuff to your code, and that's a little bit frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it's very frustrating. I know exactly what you're talking about. I ran into one that completely just ripped out the uh, anything like the body tag and anything above it. 
And oh. yeah. So that's one, uh, <laughs> that's one Nicole Merlin, you know, hybrid really, really helped. <laughs> for sure. What was the biggest challenge, you know, for going to go solo? How did you make that decision? Well, how did I make the decision to go solo? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I was talking with a person, I can't remember who exactly it was, but I was talking with somebody and I was explaining, you know, what I do for a living and how much I care about certain, you know, things, aspects about email coding. And they looked at me and was like, why haven't you gone like, you know, freelance yet? If, if you are, if half of what you're saying to me is true, you're going to just blow it out of the water. And so I was like, okay, well, awesome. I guess I'll try it. So the situation worked with my current... Uh, at that point, I was contracting with SiriusXM. So they reached the end of, of that contract. And so I went freelance after that. And it's been phenomenal since. There have been hard lessons you know, to learn, but everybody goes through that. So the main challenge that I went through is making time for myself. So I feel like I can't leave a an email undone. Like I can't, you know, if somebody asks me for an email, I can't let an email go in peril, you know, and not get done. So um, saying no to things that just can't be done in, in time or I'm too busy. I've got so many things I can't take on another another thing. So yeah, doing that was a hard lesson. I had some health issues come up. So now I make sure that I, that there is time for me to relax. I'm not working seven days a week like I was just last year. <laughs> so, yeah, All that's, right. it's really is, it really is a, a big thing when you go freelance that you got to make time for yourself. I know the right. lure of, <laughs> well, I could just, you know, this is a new project. I could, you know, I'm going to, Try this, you know, technique or whatever on this email. You can do that later. You know, <laughs> yeah. Do you have and to do a lot of education? Like, you know, like I'm, I'm, look, I mean, I know when I worked at a company, like there was a lot of dialogue between me and the designer, like, you know, how he could cut up the email or give me this image without the background, give me the background separately, you know, like all these kinds of things. So, like, how do you manage all that, like? Oh yeah. Well, uh, usually when people call me, they've they've already got the PSD or or they want some help with you know design. So yeah, I have a lot of contact with uh, not only the designers but also like the the PMs of um, you know for my clients when we're doing a, a project. And you're right. There's a lot of education that has to happen, especially if the client is not super already into email. So they're not maybe aware of the challenges and things that can and cannot be done in email. So yeah, that's a it's a lot of of education. But uh, once you've you've said it, you know, already a, a bunch of times, it kind of you know is easy to you know <laughs> to regurgitate it back to you know to you know let somebody know what you know what is possible. Right, it's so, the same conversation happening again and again. Right. Yeah. But dark mode is the is the conversation that I have the most often. Is why uh -huh. does my Are why does, companies like they want to be prepared for dark mode? Like they know a lot absolutely. of absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I I send my clients once once I'm finished. I send my clients a litmus link and include uh -huh. all, all the previews, yeah. mm -hmm, all the previews. So and 
uh, invariably somebody will will ask, you know, why does my you know email look not so great in Outlook dark mode? And I'll have to, you know, explain. And uh, yeah, a lot of times it, it ends up coming down to saying, look, we can only do so much and I am doing, you know, the absolute all of what I can do to control dark mode. Uh, unfortunately, until those other guys get their act together, I can't, you know, can't do anything about it. Right, hopefully they right. will eventually. Yeah. Well, Outlook dark mode, you don't have, there's nothing you can do. Like it's no. just, they're doing, yeah. You I can, mean, that's so Outlook. <laughs> yeah. You can keep, it's like we don't care. Yeah. Sorry. Right. You can keep white text white with oh, using a particular, yeah. If you can force it with a, uh, an MSO, uh, MSO conditional. Property. Right. But that's it. That's the only thing. But actually, uh, that ends up being kind of, uh, you, I mean, useful. I mean, you okay. can't con- uh, control the background colors, but at least you can make sure that your text, text will be legible. legible. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I, I actually, when I, when I found that, that fix, I was just like, oh my God, this is fantastic. <laughs> I have a little bit of control. Yay. <laughs> For sure. I mean, thank God. I mean, we'll get to this question later, but like for the people out there that are like figuring out these solutions, yeah. you know, like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll shout them out at the end. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what was the most surprising thing you, you learned, you know, when you went solo or, you know, building your business? Yeah, well, definitely is uh, there are, you know, people out there, there's, there is a lot of work out there that people need. And actually it's grown since I, I started uh, going out on my own, there's a lot of need for email developers because of those, the issues and the, you know, the, some clients wanting, like I said, you know, more complicated layout. So to get all the, the range of information, you know, across, and there is quite a lot of that. So you, I mean, with the, there are quite a few, probably most, I guess, companies use WYSIWYGs and stuff, but there is uh, a certain group out there that really needs email developers and yeah they're always looking so do you find it's mostly like the enterprise clients that are more doing like custom coding yeah i have a lot of different types of clients some that are you know email people that are just getting off you know they, they've come up with an idea of the newsletter and they're just starting out to i mean discovery plus you know, which they have, they have a bunch of emails that need to go out all the time. So yeah, it's really kind of interesting. The, that, the range. Yeah, there is so many, like, even though I say that, yes, there are complicated layouts. Some people also just, you know, start with, I don't know what I'm doing. So I need to, I'm thinking of a, of a specific client of mine, legit football. <laughs> and yeah, great idea, you know, to have a American football. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, to have American. a, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah it's uh, Super Bowl week. It's uh, you know, you yes. can't. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, he started out. He was like, "I have this great idea. I need a great template from the beginning." And that's what. Well, what, what are they? Did. What are they doing? What is legit football? What What is the business like? What are they selling? Oh, there? yeah, they, it's a newsletter. I think it's daily newsletter about the happenings within you know the. Uh, within American football, unfortunately, I am not a football fan, so I, t- I can't really <laughs> tell you all about it. But it's really like the the way that we put it together was really interesting. There's like scores and 
I'll right, have so, to sign up now. You know, yeah. <laughs> I know you're, uh, you're behind it. I have to really check it out. So yeah, there's, there's a big range of people that need email development. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about my all. recent experience. I recently, you know, got outsourced to help a company based in New York with their emails. Cause there's a lot, they send a lot of email and um, like their, their lead dev left, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Cause like they built these tools and stuff and their email is like really long. <laughs> really bloated and like i wrote them like a 10 commandments like you know kind of thing like a roadmap like these are a lot of things you could do a lot better but then they didn't really like the outsourcing across the ocean so um it only lasted one month and i didn't do that much for them but it's just interesting to see like sort of becomes like this legacy thing because no one people come in and they don't know what they're doing like they're coming from and they have to like learn and they like get like yeah. this template <laughs> with like that's 200 uh, lines of CSS and, you know, absolutely. and the whole thing is like a thousand lines of code. It's like insanity. Right. You know, that is why I put copious, uh, just ridiculous amounts of code notes in, uh, oh, in right. my code so that people will know. So whoever comes after me will be able to read the code, you know, and see where everything starts ends. And I'll have like a big old huge paragraph thing that's written that's like, here's how you do a background image in Outlook. In Outlook. Yeah. And and yeah, remember to change CM, yeah. if anyone's listening. Remember <laughs> to change the height and, and everything. So right, uh, and Outlook button. If you're yes. using Outlook buttons, I mean if I, that's yeah, we're gonna talk about mistakes. Like, yeah, that I've done that one a few times. Like <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. am I clicking to the, you know the button that does clicks to the wrong link? And it's like, oh shoot, yeah. Yep. Um, I forgot to tell you about those buttons. <laughs> you wanted the rounded rounded uh, sides, so you're gonna have to deal with two different buttons. <laughs> <sighs> Crazy, right? I mean, who thinks of these things? It's unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Oh, so yeah, this goes perfect. So yes, yeah, so what was your biggest code crisis, and how did you handle it? Oh, you know what? There was a time when I was started using retina images because I had just, huh. I guess, learned about it or something. I, for some reason, I wasn't using them before. So I, I used them in, my, in the code, but forgot to put a width equals, you know, for Outlook. So right. Outlook was just enormous, <laughs> just huge. I mean, yeah, so... Yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, you you say width, you know, one hundred in the in the style tag. Right. 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 In the CSS. Right. But yeah, for so, Outlook, you gotta set that 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 size. Right. Um, yeah. Right. So, so luckily, I think I caught that one before it went out. But I mean, like it got into the ESP and and, uh-huh. and so it was. Yeah, that was a not a great <laughs> not a great moment. Yeah. I mean, I remember if you remember this, but for me. Uh, it was when out uh, Yahoo Mail stopped for like a morning. They had like a code, you know, like a release, and they stopped respecting max width. Oh, that's right. I do you remember, remember that. that? <laughs> <laughs> it was like you know, email coders were like all over Twitter, like help, what the hell's yeah. going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that. Well, I can oh. tell you about the why I don't ever press the send button anymore. One of my very first jobs in in email, I was working for a a nonprofit agency. So an agency that that works with nonprofits. And it was Giving Tuesday, which is like the day... They're they're, they're Cyber Monday, right? Right, uh, yeah, yeah. The day after, right. 
Yeah, so there was a you know multiple email campaign around Giving Tuesday, and I sent the first one what it, or what I thought was I sent it, and I continued to send <laughs> all three of them, and none of no emails went out at all. I just yeah, and that's why I never send you know, push the send button ever anymore. Uh, they because, caught it though. I mean, like nothing really no, terrible happened. Like. No, they didn't catch it. Oh, they didn't catch it. <laughs> they didn't catch so it. So no emails went out that day. No emails went out for that poor oh, charity. Man. That reminds <laughs> me of a story. I have a story also similar. Like uh, the company I was working for was acquired. So we used to be like the fast-paced startup, you know, send out emails, no problem, blah, blah, blah. But then we were acquired, so then everything had to be very official, you know, like processes. So that first Black Friday, we started oh. Black Friday on Thursday. But we had to wait till we got some kind of number from them to put on the email. And then we forgot to schedule the Black Friday email on Friday. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so the whole Friday went out and no email went out on Black Friday. Uh, uh, we sent out the Thursday email, but whatever, they're kind of understanding. Like, yeah, you oh, made well, us nuts and nice. we went to sleep. You know, like I left the office on Thursday. Like, I don't remember what time. We were just sitting, like waiting for a POS or something. But um, yeah, so I know what I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like oh no yeah yeah i mean like i i don't even know how much money i i cost those those poor people so oh, i yeah. i just never do it anymore i mean i will do it in the very like if it's only like a hundred people that i'm sending to or something like that but yeah just ever since just been like code is where is where i'm i excel pushing buttons no <laughs> <laughs> know exactly what you mean all right so what are your favorite tools for development uh yeah so i mean we already touched on this so i use a litmus builder and parcel also have a litmus account uh i am a ridiculous over tester i test Uh you have like a million you have like a million limit it's not a million it's, (laughs) it's seriously five digits like, oh wow! Okay, yeah. Like I remember, yeah. I you know, and I've been using Litmus since like 2012. So if you know, like back then there was no limits. Like you could just mm-hmm. test as much as you want. And then when I went solo, they like called me from their like teams. Like you sent too many tests this month. I'm like, what? I'm limited to like yeah. five thousand tests or what? Yep. Like yeah. what? What are you talking <laughs> about? And, and it's costing me what? I don't think we paid that much back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, so Litmus Builder and yeah, yeah to shout uh, out. So, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I use Litmus uh, as well for, for my testing. And I mean, like like I said, I take testing really, really seriously. So uh, I am willing to, you know, pay whatever to make sure that my emails look absolutely perfect everywhere. So. Yeah, do you ever give up? Uh, like, I've no. given up. No, no. I, I have. I have had like again. you know, like the um, you know, like the Outlook resizing issues. You know, like so scaling. There, yeah, yes. yes. There right. So I've had times. that where it's like I checked my Outlook, I checked Litmus Outlook, I checked every. You know, I'm sorry, client. It's just your Outlook. Right, <laughs> and that's and not, your clients are not using Outlook. Yeah, <laughs> no one's using Outlook. But that's not necessarily giving up. Like I spent, uh, yeah, with, with with an Outlook issue, I can't remember, but seriously, like 16 hours just trying to get this one thing to work. 
didn't build a client, of course. This is just, you know, uh, I mean, right, I'm not going to yes. build a client for my neuroses. Uh, but yeah, I will sit there and, and finally I will accept, you know, you know, reality of things, but <laughs> I feel like I need to try absolutely everything first to see if maybe there isn't anything I can do to find a fix. So that's, right. that's just me. I'm, I'm one, you know, who will just sit here and keep working at it until I can find a, a, a fix somehow. So, right. Yeah. So also I, yeah, Figma, Sketch and Photoshop are of course the most common with the, you know, designs and uh, all of the, I mean, there's a bunch of ESPs, you know, that, that I use also. So but yeah, also, I don't actually, unless the client uh, requests it, I don't use any project management software. So I'll use oh. their project management software, but actually, I just do it all via email. I, yeah. For yourself, I don't, you don't have like an Asana account or anything like that? Nope, like to make sure nope. you're, you're on top of everything? Yeah, I have a scheduling tool called Cushion, but that's it. I, I do the rest of it in, in email. And I don't know, that just works better for me, so... Okay. Yeah. That works. It works. More about him. (laughs) Email marketers who run high volume email programs know that the ease with which you can make decisions impacts campaign success. And that's why OnGage made sure it's easy to act on, optimize, and leverage your data. With OnGage, you'll be able to send your customers on personalized journeys based on the data from an action-based dashboard and with in-depth reporting. To learn more, visit hilloberg.com slash ongage and discover what ongage can do for you. Okay, so, I mean, this is really a question to you, but like, you know, do you know stuff about like having clean code and and deliverability and the interplay between having clean code and, and being deliverable? So I don't actually know very much about deliverability. That is something that I need to learn more about. I've attended multiple webinars, but you know, it's it's just not something that I guess that re- that I retain. Of course, then again, during webinars, I'm usually coding at the ta- at the same time as listening to them. But clean code is is really uh you know a a useful thing to to have though because not only you know for you and while you're coding, but also people that come after you. If you're all over the place, you know, and don't have code notes or anything like that, that's going to require more work for the next person. So I think that that's, you know, very useful. Also, I really like to have my code in a specific thing, which actually is also uh, helpful with Parcel because Parcel will, you know, do all the indents, you know, just automatically. That was like a game changer, you know, for (laughs) for me uh, when I'm dealing with other people's code is rather than having to go through and and you know try and you know straighten everything just have it, to have it automatically do that that was great <laughs> uh, but yeah so and i mean of course you've got the 102 kilobyte limit with gmail so when you get cut off so if your code isn't clean if you have like a bunch of the of you know space between things or or whatever that actually can cause, you know, code bloat and cause problems for your email getting cut off or not displaying correctly. So yeah, I think clean code is, is very useful and, and it would be nice if everybody did it. All right. What are your top code mistakes? We talked about, you know, an email said mistake, but in code, 
you know, whatever you sent as a test and then gotten like, oh, what is this? Oh, that went like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, that's every day. <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, part of my, my coding process is to, I mean, start, I, so I start from like a, a, just a regular document that has like everything that I've ever built. And so I'll start there and, you know, add in, you know, more code, but of course come across things that you test in the middle and something looks really super wonky. You know, there is the one that that always gets me that happened, that happened actually very recently is, so when you're doing a background image in Windows 10 mail, you have to, if you want to put an image on top of a background image, you have to use an MSO image, but you also have to position it you know, using, you know, position relative. And so if I forget to change the, uh, you know, the top value, you know, a, a, what, you know, the image I've been, you know, wanting to ends up like 400 pixels, you know, (laughs) too low and it's covering all the, you know, text and stuff. So, ah, crap, now I have to go back and and do that and yet get another few, you know, hundred or whatever, uh, you know, email tests that I that I went through because I forgot to do that. But that's the nice thing about litmus. Got to make sure that that you that those are good by the time that you you uh, you know send it to the to the client. Do you do any like what is it called like device testing? Like, do you like check like send to your phone? Send to like like do you have Windows Mail on your phone? And <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, that it's whenever there whenever a client does say you know hey we we're seeing this weird issue on like Outlook app or whatever yeah I'll I'll check it there usually it's that's only happens like if they've tested it on their real device and I'm trying to like see what they're seeing. Yeah, because if it doesn't show up on, I mean, if it shows up okay on on Linux, then I have to actually use a a physical. Either that, or I'll jump onto Slack and ask anybody, (laughs) "Hey, does anybody have Outlook? You know, you know, sixteen, you know, (laughs) on this configuration? You know, something really weird. I send you an email. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And people, the community is very helpful when you when things like that. Community is amazing. I mean, I think. Yeah, we're going to talk about like people in the community, but like, yeah, that is the best part of email. And we'll mention some people a little later. All right. So how do you see email development changing the next five years? Do you see like demand growing or? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we're seeing so much demand now. And I mean, it's only increased since I started, you know, in 2010. So I expect that to keep to keep on. One of my hopes and I can I really, you know, can see this probably happening is you know, the more, the wider adoption of the dark mode media query. I think dark mode is here to stay. And uh, it's just a matter of time for before other email clients decide to start respecting it. So that's definitely something I, I, that's not just a a wish and a prayer. It's, you know, an actual, like, Mm -hmm. I honestly think this is going to happen. So, because it's, it's is it a big curve? To learn, you know, like, is it just a media query and, or it's a a series of different media queries to target different devices or? So it's a, it's two meta tags and then a media query. And so it's really super easy. It's just like any other, I mean, adding any other classes, 
you know, to anything. So a lot of my, I always uh, have, like, I always, always start my classes with DM, so dark mode, and, <laughs> you know, put whatever color it is, uh, you know, that right, I need. DM white, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's, yeah, it's super fast too. And I'm, I kind of do that at the end of, of when I'm coding. I'll uh, have everything set and then be like, all right, so let's change everything for dark mode. So and it only takes about like 10 minutes, if that. So it's something that really like, and I really think that that helps with the, I definitely, you know, believe in progressive enhancements. So do what you can for the people that are able to see it. So it is worth my time to, you know, unless the client says that, Hey, we have nobody on, uh, or we have very few people on like app devices or something like that. Then I won't, yeah, I I won't waste their time. Right. But, you know, when I can, yeah, it definitely it's it's worth the, the time and, and effort to put that stuff in, you know, to surprise and delight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I always love to talk about, uh, you know, that, that comedian who died, unfortunately. And, you know, he talks about um, an escalator never breaks. It just becomes stairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't remember who that who that. But that's so is. perfect yes. for email. Like, okay. It'll Absolutely. Work it'll work on Apple, you know, and it'll just be a static image yeah. on, you know, and that's okay. <laughs> Sorry for the convenience. <laughs> Escalator temporarily stairs. Yes. Totally exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, in five years, you know what? I, I wonder if we'll finally get some traction. I mean, it's been, I think, two or three years. Yeah, since, you know, that really came out and it, it's still still hobbling a little bit right i think if it becomes like native in like esps you know that like the way you can add a text version you could just click amp and then put an amp version right like yeah like as long as it's like you have to ask for you know you have to ask for it and it becomes like a process that yeah you know most companies just ignore it yeah but five Five years is is a is a long time. We've seen yeah, a lot. Yeah, years a long time. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, in the past five years, so mm-hmm. could be for sure. All right. So, what are your proudest email accomplishments? Well, being asked to speak is always very very flattering, and so that's I've given a couple webinars and been you know done a couple um, talks at a few conferences. So it's <laughs> it's always very nice to to do that and. It's also another like sense of accomplishment of you know finishing uh, your first yeah uh, or actually you know it's it's at it's at the end of every uh, presentation I'm like oh yeah I know what I'm talking about you know <laughs> yay so yeah that's that's there a couple of my emails have ended up on really good emails so that's really awesome to yeah, to have that's... that you know to have that recognition and. Uh, you know what? Lately, I, I was saying the the uh, what I talked about before with the uh, Discovery Plus emails. So they have background images throughout the entire uh, thing, and then they have images on top of that background image, which means that you have to like strategically cut the background image and use MSO images everywhere. That kind of thing, those things take me like five hours, you know, uh-huh. each. And it is such a like, yeah, like, like a thrill. When it's yeah, done like and it's thrill. working and it's yeah. like, somebody needs to play Eye of the Tiger, you know. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. And so uh, that that sort of thing is always. I mean, when something yeah. super duper crazy, like, when you like open the PSD and you're like, okay, what are we doing yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that kind of a thing. Like the crazy things that uh, you know that you will find a way to, you know, to do it. You know, I'm committed to finding a way to make this uh, email look how the client wanted it to look. So, yeah. And I thought this always feels like a nice achievement. What are your favorite brands in the, in the inbox? Starbucks. I know Starbucks. everybody says Starbucks, but Starbucks, <laughs> they <laughs> no, use... you're the first Starbucks. I ask this question to everybody. And I think really? you're the first Starbucks. Yeah, oh, I don't get Starbucks. Okay. I get Chubbies. Um, I get you know other people. Chubbies is awesome, by the way. Chubbies is fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, um, big fan of Chubbies. Yeah, I, mean, I uh, almost had them on. I almost had them on. That's the real killer. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, Chubbies was supposed to, to be on in the beginning of January, but they got acquired apparently in like September uh, or October. Okay. And uh, yeah, then they couldn't or whatever. But. Uh, yeah, so, I really wanted to have them on. No, yeah, so that would have been great. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would have been so fun. Um, but yeah, yeah. what's in the water in Austin? Like you got like, yeah. some talent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, Starbucks uses a whole bunch of, you know, like not super fancy code, just regular code in really interesting ways. You know, uh, and and maybe not necessarily interesting in the sense of, yeah, like more... Like that's a really cool way of using, you know, ghost buttons, you know, or or whatever. Like they make really like accessible, readable, plain but nice plain. I don't know how to explain that. It's like it's clean, you know, clean in in a, a nice way. Uh, and yeah, they use background images. Really good emails and yeah, look up Starbucks. Oh. There are tons of Starbucks emails on really good emails because they are so, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, so nice. They're really looking. great emails. Yeah. Yeah. They have hover cool. effects too. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Next two, I guess, would probably be because of the, so I'm a live text person. I am a very big proponent of using live text. And Me too. Not and I don't want to shame anyone. No. But I, I feel like it's a people. lot of, people i'm competing with in a sense like a lot of people that are running like email agencies yeah. and they just want to pound out emails that look beautiful all the time and and, and, and they go. do look very beautiful but right. uh, they're I, just not consumable by everybody and i consider that a problem i don't know if other I think people it's a crime. do like sometimes yeah. like yeah you'll see an email like there's no reason why it can't be text yeah and it's just not yeah like, so Lex Jobs, I know that that's uh, that's a you know an out of the blue one, but uh, Flex Jobs has really good accessibility and and live text. So if you are, are ever looking, uh, you know, a freelancer ever looking for a job, you know, you will be able to get you know to to really you know consume their emails. <laughs> Same thing with Honey. Honey does really does live text really well. So okay, uh, that's interesting because I get a lot of honey emails and I ignore them. Uh, oh, <laughs> open one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, I'll take open a look. one. They're they're uh, they're really well done. You know, uh, really well coded. I mean, the 
fancy. Uh, I'm not sure about, I'm not a designer, so I can't really say if it's a fantastic design, but I know that I can read them and consume them just great. So uh-huh. yeah. It makes a great email. Yeah. Does, does its job. All right. All right. What are your favorite email campaigns of all time and why? Well, I have to go back to the Taco Bell, Taco Bell Parallax one. That was many years ago, but it was so just really different than anything else that, that had come out. So uh, do you, if you remember, remember this, they had like three different kind of people, you know, figurines that when you scrolled, the people moved, you know, the background moved, but the people stayed uh, uh-huh. where they were. And it was like the things that they were doing throughout the day. And one of them ends up at Taco Bell, you know, <laughs> and of course has a much more fantastic day than everybody else. But that was really like, it was like, you could do that in email, like, holy cow. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those types of things. And also just the, the thought of, of that, who, who came up with that? You know, that, that was, that's just a, an amazing, you know, execution. yeah. Execution. Uh, yeah. I was it's still one of my my favorite. Unfortunately, you can't do that sort of thing anymore. Really, not widespread. You know, what? Not there's not a, a bunch of support for that. But uh-huh. uh, it definitely was in a very big impact. I mean, uh, back then we didn't have Slack, but the Twitter community, the Twitter email, community, right? It was Twitter before it was, squ- it was Slack, right? Yeah, and uh, that thing <laughs> just blew up. It was so awesome. Let's see. Uh, then I got to say the Blue Planet 2 email. I, for some reason, I guess I like scrolling emails <laughs> because this is another one that uh, when you scroll down, you can see at every different like level of you know sea level, like the, the, the sea life that, that lives uh-huh. at that level. That was just uh, that was the coolest such thing. An, yeah. Like, <laughs> once again, who thought of that? That's brilliant. You know? <laughs> That really made me want to, uh, you know, uh, watch the the program. The, yeah, that that totally worked on me. Right? Is that BBC uh, or is that? Yeah, I think it's BBC. Yeah, it's probably Jay. You know, which would lead to probably. Our next <laughs> <laughs> he has all the good ideas. <laughs> For sure. All right. So, who are your favorite email developers? Like, who are your heroes of email oh, development? I mean. That's like asking me to pick a favorite cat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be one person. You know, I, I have like a bunch. Come to oh, look, yeah. I mean, just the entire community. All right, here, how about this? I'll say Mark Robbins has fundamentally changed email. Uh, and, and is like, uh, I try to, I like say the godfather of email, not in the sense of like, you know, godfather like as things. But I mean, like he's, like the uh, main person who publishes things, finds things, comes up with and, it with different techniques. Yeah. And so I, I mean it that way, not like horse heads in the bed. <laughs> no, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. And, yeah. and he's also been, just learned, been here. Yeah, but he, you know, yeah, like there was legal issues or something. He couldn't get uh, past because you know, he would do anything, you know, if he could. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just amazing what he comes up with. And every time that I um, go to one of his webinars or co- talks or whatever, it's I have always learned something new. So, oh, for sure. uh, he's the nicest guy. I mean, that's like the oh, community. Yeah, nice. 
Yeah, like, yeah. So what I'm saying, like, I know when I, you know, when I was a full-time coder, like, if I had an issue, I could, like, Twitter him, you know, yeah. Twitter message him and say, like, I have this, you know, I have to build this form, like, how could I do this? And he would just, yes. like, tell me what to do, and it would work. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yep, I have um, done that many a time. Hey, <laughs> hey, Mark, can I do this? You know, like, is this is this supported? You know, I think that was before Can I Email, which is right. also a, a fantastic site. If you, you don't know about yeah. it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm just my own story. You know, so the email, uh, besides Twitter, we also had the Litmus forums. Right, and they could post oh, yes, and people would come and help. Yes. So I remember I was stuck with something, my code didn't know what was going on, I posted, and Remy Pentier came to the rescue. And then I went to Litmus Live in London and I met him and I gave him a hug. Yeah. <laughs> you saved me. Yep. I uh, did the same thing with Kevin Mandeville. Uh, I went to, Kevin helped me so much. And yeah, I, I don't think I actually hugged him, but I was really close. Because <laughs> because he has helped he helped me so many times, uh, and and that's what's great about the community. I mean, because all coders, all email coders, are willing to like help each other because we've all been there, you know. So right. we've all we've been all spent in this. sixteen hours on an email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, I, I I can't I can't say who were who were my my favorite because everybody is always willing to come to my aid if I can't figure something out or whatever yeah, they're all awesome yeah all right uh, by the way we got a shout out i'm not sure oh 100 really good emails is follow is watching this i guess oh. matt hey guys it's matt right it's <laughs> watching this on youtube i this is the first ever youtube comment we've ever gotten awesome so, thank you thank you Anne. you're definitely the draw <laughs> 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 All right, so this is just how we wrap up. Uh, yeah, just you can give whatever thoughts you want because these are your final thoughts. How about this? Look at my awesome email life T-shirt. You can All have right, one too. Email loot. Yeah. We, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Everyone go to is what's the what's the website? Emailloot.com. Emailloot.com, and got a bunch of different T-shirts, uh, hoodies stickers etc all email related uh kind of merchandise so you can show your your email pride yeah that's awesome so yeah i only have you know litmus t-shirts <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't like forked over any money yet on emailloot.com but i should and every email geek should uh so heck check out emailloot.com i heard their emails are fantastic so sign yeah. up over there <laughs> <laughs> that's the hardest thing right making emails for your own brand absolutely <laughs> anyway and thank you so much it's been such a pleasure really really has and uh brought up a lot of great memories and we've had a lot of good laughs so thank you for coming yeah. on i really appreciate it awesome and, um, well, thank you I'll for having you me <laughs> for sure all right so that's our show for today if anyone's still interested in sponsoring uh season two there are opportunities thank you to engage for their ongoing support and that's it that's our show for today mm -hmm.